0: Good morning, everybody, and we are back. It's what the frack is back. What the frack is back, Gene? Wow. So, Gene, you're looking a little tepid this morning. You had a big old night with old Pat Green, I understand. I did. I did. A little that, private concert, is that what that was? That you are
1: correct. Wow. It was fun. Gina's big time. Big time. That's right. All private. Good time though. I don't go to any public shows anymore. Yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> the way you
0: roll. Yeah. Well, Gene, it's a special day today because we have a special guest in the studio. How about that? Our first guest. Our ever. first guest. We have the Honorable J.P. Brown with us this morning. Everybody give him a round of applause. Oh, always be our first guest. There you go, J.P. Thank you. Thank you. So J.P. actually, uh, he, he works for our company, but uh, works with our company, I should say. <laughs> but J.P., uh, he has an interesting uh, resume. JP actually used to work on the other side of the desk from us and was in the supply chain group. Correct. um, With Chesapeake, Pioneer, and Marathon. Correct. Now you're on the distribution side. And JP's been a real ba- valuable asset for our company because he's helped has gone us. south. He's, he's, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably some truth to that. But. Why am I here?
2: What's my no. Yeah. What, what have I done wrong? What was that? What, uh, did, I, what did I do to deserve this? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, it was, who was that? It was Perot's uh, vice president running mate. Uh, why am I here? Who am I? What was that? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's some good history there. There
0: you go. So, yeah, JP has helped us understand a little bit more about what our customers' uh, needs are, uh, which I. Uh, We've talked about at the very beginning. I think the first podcast is most decisions we make are based off of uh, what uh, what our customers' needs are and how we can help them. But so so welcome, JP. Thank you. I will welcome, say JP. this is a very uncomfortable moment for myself today because I am surrounded by Aggies. Whoop! Yeah. Whoop. So. Gig em. <laughs> Kayla and Cody are also in the studio. Kayla is also a Texas A and M grad, and Jeans, as we all know, Texas A and M grad. And JP is, like, the worst of all. He's OU and Texas A&M. That is correct. Right. I have, so, a, he, I have a, a
2: disdain from birth for, uh, for a, to Texas he, Longhorns. Yeah. So.
0: So, so you just despise me, which is always a good feeling. My
2: children, if it makes you feel any better, we've taught my children from the, the time they could speak that uh, Bevo is the bad cow. Oh, so, bad cow. The bad cow. So my that's kids see that, that's bad the bad cow, cow Dad. That's Bevo.
0: So. <laughs> I like that. Well... That that being said, I just wanted everybody to understand that you know if I if I sound a little off this morning, it's because I'm surrounded. <laughs> so. Cody
1: is not an Aggie.
0: No, Cody's a Navy man, and he was telling us stories earlier about hitting. Got your back, Cody. Hitting Megalodon. That's that's top secret. Oh, sorry. Shoot. Never mind. <laughs> well, so he he his ship hit a uh, what was it? A foreign object. A foreign object. <laughs> <laughs> <Keep it down. laughs> this is great. Okay, so today, we've uh, we've got a different topic for you today that we want to talk about, and this is the reason why we brought JP in, because he has seen both sides of the desk. And today, we want to talk a little bit about relationships in our business, and uh, kind of debate a little bit on the importance of relationships, uh, whether they're needed today or whether, uh, whether they're not. So, uh, JP, I'll, I'm going to start with you and ask you kind of what your thoughts are since Going back to your previous days when you were on the supply chain side, uh, tell me a little bit about relationships and how you guys viewed relationships.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, kind of spoiler alert to the whole thing is relationships are very important. But uh, what's weird? So I've, my career spanned almost 15 years, and I've seen a change dramatically from when I first started right out of college to today. And so basically, you know, just traditionally, when I first entered the the you know the oil patch, you had this traditional uh relationship focused these long-term strategic alliances where it was very common to have a uh, a company that had you know a 20-year plus relationship with a vendor um and so you were encouraged from the top level down you know from the ceo down to go out to uh you know foster uh, friendships and partnerships with your vendor you were encouraged to go out and do things and, and not only uh uh you know get to know the, the the vendor but know his wife know his kids and, and honestly I can say to this day some of my longest friendships that I have some of the people I consider to be my best friends are people that I met that were my you know that were, were my vendors basically that you know we, we built a, a true friendship and a true relationship and that's so huge why, why
0: do you think the from the top down the back then they they foster that I mean what what did the oil and gas company, what was the value they saw in that? I mean, the Well,
2: I, can, I mean, I can tell
0: you exactly. I mean, the whole purpose was is because whenever
2: you need something in the middle of the night and you call a friend he's going to pick up the phone and he's going to bend over backwards to help you. And so it's that level of trust and and friendship like a like you know so if if you and even today when you pick up the phone and you call somebody you call a pipe yard or you call a thread shop and you need something done and you don't have that relationship you just you're just crossing your fingers and hoping like oh my gosh I hope he answers the phone I hope this gets done I hope you know you know xyz but whenever you you know that person you know they're not going to lie to you they know that, you know they're going to tell you the truth as is whether yes we can do it or no, we can't do it, and here's why. You're getting the straight up truth, and so I think it's just that level of openness, transparency, the the trust, all of that. I think we were encouraged to to that. We thought that would make the everything go smoother, and it did. And a lot of so, the
1: leaders of those companies, fifteen twenty years ago, grew up in the '80s. They were young engineers in the early '80s, late '70s, right. mid '80s, when it it really was a relationship business.
0: Well, I mean, the one of the companies you started with, Chesapeake. Uh, Aubrey McClendon, uh, you know, Aubrey, <laughs> yeah, well, he depended on relationships a lot from the very beginning of his career, and 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 we know that a little bit because Pipeco was, uh, we were fortunate that the the person who started Pipeco, uh, Bill Dillard. I had a personal relationship with Aubrey at that time. And so, I mean, there's a lot of the vendors, I think. You build a,
2: yeah, I mean, absolutely a a level of trust. I mean, so for example, like in the Chesapeake example, uh, you know, there was a time in 1999, uh, the the late nineties where Chesapeake was basically not being able to pay some bills. And so, uh, I mean, in that particular example, I mean, uh, people were cutting, people were literally cutting Chesapeake off. I mean, the, the, the legends, the rumors, you know, the, was, it was, you know, basically, you know, Aubrey's paying, you know, the, 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 Uh, the electric guy hundred dollar bills to keep the power on an extra few hours and so people were uh, not paying their bills and so uh uh, basically those distributors and vendors that that stuck with those companies and said you know what getting
1: pipe from pipeco yeah
2: yeah exactly and so you know so those those companies that said we're going to ride you know we're going to ride this with you you know we're going Either we're going down with you or we're going to rise with you. And that was always remembered. I mean, so you know who stuck with you.
1: Fast forward a little bit to, you know, 2008, Mm -hmm. pipe shortage. I remember sitting in our conference room, all of us kicking around. We could support probably 10, 12 of our top 20 customers. Pick them out, guys. Guess what? Chesapeake. Devin, just go down the list from there. Our, our long-term relationship partners got pipe, never had to worry about pipe and uh, kept right on rolling where I remember telling a few, few, few customers that we, you're not getting pipe.
0: Yeah. That's, I, and that happened, that, and that happened at most distributors. I mean, I think uh, oh, everybody, yeah, was, everybody yeah. really, uh, relying on their relationships, uh, back then and and so again that's I think to a certain extent a relationship brings security supply but but fast forward now to today um, you know it's a little bit different I mean it's uh, yeah so I mean basically
2: I mean you know in the early 2000s mid-2000s you had Sarbanes-Oxley hit and that basically uh, you know basically brought about greater auditor roles uh, uh, you know basically segregation of duties etc so what, is, what ended up happening now is is it became, you had all these third-party groups coming in, like a Deloitte or a KPMG or even like a an uh, Accenture, like these third-party groups would come in and say, okay, well, this is how you're going to shake things up. So traditionally, your supply chain models used to be in charge of you know getting the bid, analyzing the bid, making that decision, etc Well, now we're going to split up duties. And so there's a whole segregation of duties in the, from the accounting side, supply chain side. So what you ended up seeing was a lot of a lot of your large fortune 500 companies uh you know they would basically have their supply chain group that was traditionally under like let's say drilling and completions now they're going to be under the cfo and they're going to be under accounting and so uh you would have uh you know and then so
0: become much more cut and dry
2: it became more black and white and so basically came down to now you mean fast Hmm. forward to now i mean relationships are still insanely important but uh unfortunately it's really just kind of come down to a black and white you know coming down to basically cost i mean that's the main factor i mean there's other factors you know like security of supply and value added services that's definitely considered but the vast you know probably 80 percent. if you're going to do a matrix of analyzing a bid it's just coming down to the cost now the problem with that is is for people that aren't in the know and they don't know one distributor from another or they don't know one mill source from another and they don't know the difference and it's just, you know, one one bid is $20 a foot and the other bid is $19 a foot. When it's that black and white issue and you have people who aren't in the, the day-to-day know of dealing with those people, they're going to tell you to go with the $19 a foot cost because that's, you know, all all they care about is, is the lowest cost to the well. But what they don't know is, is, well, okay, well that guy doesn't have, this is not a quality mill source. He doesn't have the strong financial backing. So what happens if you, you know, we get caught holding the bag on this stuff. Um, you know, this guy, and you, just, you just know from doing this day to day who you can trust and who you can't trust. And so when it just comes down to that plain black and white issue uh, it's, i mean it can kind of turn into a mess honestly and unfortunately a lot of people learn the hard way they get burned it can cost a company yeah, way exactly more that's
1: yeah. exactly right just a cheap bid exactly well, I mean,
0: yeah so and, and i think it's worth saying though too that um you know i, I think some of that regulation that was put into place is a good thing i mean there's uh, you know you heard way back in the probably before any of us were in the business you'd hear stories about uh, things that went on the in wild the wild west 80s <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I think it probably was like that in, in many different industries yeah. but so that's not good. I mean that's I mean Absolutely. the relationship it needs to be something that's built on like you said. It needs to be something that's built on trust and and value and kind of performance and knowing that that guy that you know you, you know him, him him and his wife, you know his kids, uh, there is a relationship you you can trust that they're going to take take care of your your business. But some of the regulation probably was good cuz you know you don't need any Anything that's kind of under the table
1: that's oh no doubt—that's not yeah. good. I mean, that yeah, absolute kind of corruption is not good. So shotguns, TVs,
0: but still, that being said, is that I don't think I don't think this business can really run without relationships. Still, uh, so there's still. I, I mean, I think it's a some of the regulation is good, but boy, it's still really important to have them. I mean, we, we have we have to have relationships with our customers. I mean, it's I
1: totally agree, and and it's more important these days more than ever to know. We always say around here, the janitor to the CEO, because we want our message getting to everybody in that, in that account, in that customer's office, what we provide, you know, how we operate, where we're located. Just go down the list of everything we sell. They need to know that. So when they go out for bid and they're, they get a bid from some broker, from Iran, or something that's selling cheap pipe. Was that Iran or iran Ira Ann. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Ross Wortham. Um <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> <laughs> But it it's important to know the differences and and, you know, what it means to their their company.
0: Yeah, well and just like JP was saying, where it's become more uh cut and dry or black and white where um those decisions are made more on the piece of paper. You have to have that relationship to so again somebody's also there to defend the value that you provide because a lot of the stuff that we do as a distributor the value that we provide and we've talked a lot about this internally is is it's it's tough to monetize that i mean it's because again it's 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 the whole service offering and you know you can go out there and write it on a piece of paper well we do this and this and this and this but if if the person that's making the decision hasn't actually experienced that and don't have that relationship with you and don't know who you are, they can say, well, you're just, you know, you're like the guy that's just trying to sell me a car and I don't really know you. And you're going to tell me everything that's great about this car, but I don't really believe it. So it's, you got to have that relationship to, to create some of that trust. It's, it's, it's still truly important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and
2: going back, let you know, at the beginning of my career, you know, I was the king of my own castle to where, you know, I would get the bid and I would, you know, analyze it. And I'd make that. De- I had the authority to make that decision. I mean, of course, you would share it with your boss, and say, this is what I'm going to do and this is why. And, you know, your boss would give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down. You might have to he might question you on it. But ultimately, you got to make that decision as the supply chain manager to do what you thought was best for the company. Now, fast forward to today, going back to like what you're saying, you know, the bids come in, you analyze it. But then you got to pitch it to a, a, a an audience. You know it's going to go up the chain, and there's like you know multiple tiers and levels of who's going to see that bid, depending on the the dollar value. And then so you know as a supply chain manager, what you're left doing is is you can plead a case. Like even if the company you want is not the cheapest, you can make the argument. Well, this is why I think we should go with this. You know with this customer with this vendor. But ultimately, you don't get to the the guy that's actually in the day to day. You know, weeds of doing the business and knows that better than anyone isn't the final decision. So then it's just a matter of is your, is your, the people above you or that the team of the audience you're presenting to, are they going to take your word for it and believe you? Or are they going to just pick, again, the lowest cost and possibly be burned? And so yeah. that's just also a internal, you know, an, an, an internal issue with whatever company you work at. Well, it's so. also
0: interesting because there's, I mean, there has been recent in the past um, probably four to five years. There has been some kind of technology companies that have tried to take a, a, the, or, or devalue the the relationship itself, and and create these kind of on uh, online app type things where hey, I'm going to bid all my pipe out, and it's going to go to all these people. I'm going and the companies all do all these analytics and all that kind yeah. of stuff. And
2: that is the definition <clears throat> of the black and white. I mean, that yeah, is that is that is literally yeah, that is literally as. You know, depersonalized as you can well, get they, in that, that process. Well, and that back then, right? I remember so.
0: hearing a presentation of one company in particular that was doing this, and they were saying, "Well, you know, we you, you don't need a guy coming around delivering breakfast tacos." And it was kind of t- to, a, to a certain extent, it was trying to um, uh, denigrate uh, the the relationship yeah, for uh, sure. type, which again is. It's not about delivering the breakfast tacos. It's about building a rapport and, 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 and ha- getting that opportunity to tell people, hey, this is the value that we provide. You take all that out and just, to, I guess, to final to bring this story to an end on, on this particular company. I think that model has not re- worked out very well, at least on the pipe side. Uh, I mean, it's, it's – we – we
1: didn't last very long. didn't last
0: very long because, again, I think part of that – they tried to take the relationship out of it. And it's very difficult to do that. I think it's at the end of the day, and and to a certain extent, and so we i guess a couple episodes again we were kind of talking about the rig direct deal so we kind of said we would probably be coming back to that so we're back to it right now (laughs) so great so again favorite topics yes the rig direct deal also to a certain extent tries to take that that relationship part of the business out and so and jp has some experience on this too but i mean how do you how do you have a relationship with when it's just how do two corporations just have a relationship that's built on, on trust. It's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's more difficult when you don't know the people that you're actually transacting with. Correct. And by the way, I think uh, we should, referring to it as the,
2: uh, rig direct model cuz it's really not it's like they it's like they've hijacked the term it's really yeah. the mill to regional storage yard to the rig which is no different know. than what any other distributor's done for 25 years That's but, a lot harder uh, to put on a piece of paper. I know I know so that's when you have <laughs> it's a little a asterisk yeah <laughs> uh exactly um, no i mean absolutely i mean that that whole process is 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 um, is, is designed and meant to basically make it a, a, a for formulaic, you know, to where it's, it's depersonalized and uh, just, you know, just bottom, you know, just try to, it's just all about the, uh, the bottom line. So.
0: yeah. Uh, so kind of, I guess to sum up, I mean, again, you know, relationships are, are different than they, they used to be uh, no less important uh, than they were. I kind of like the way they are now. I mean, because again, it's, I think you do – it's it's tough to have um, – it's tough nowadays to have a relationship if you don't perform, if you don't provide value and all those kinds of things. And I think that's one thing that our company does really well. So we're able to build those relationships. I think a lot of the guys, at least – I don't want to speak for you, JP, from standing, sitting on the other side of the desk, but a lot of those guys – you said this to me once is is that, yeah, it's great if you can you know, t- go into the Astros game or, or go into a dinner or something like that you know supply chain guys say you know i don't need i don't need tickets i need i need to have a conversation with somebody i need to have a relationship with somebody and so again i like i like the, this kind of the where relationships have evolved to because it really is a relationship a lot it starts with can you provide value and can i trust you and i think that's one thing that we talk a lot about in our company
1: definitely so uh compared i mean i lived the 80s i was a young man in the 80s get very out. young get out Get, get out of it. <laughs> Very terms. young. Get out of here. And compared, you know, looking back into the into the 80s, it was out of control. I mean, the, the value, the anything you talk to a customer about, there were always the bad seeds that it didn't matter. If you yeah. brought them a shotgun or something, you were going to get the business. Today, you better have a story like we do and you have to go in and you have to help these guys Yeah, because you're right jp it it goes up the ladder and the more ammo you can give the supply chain manager or even the the area engineers you're you're doing yourself a big big favor
0: yeah, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean that's a whole topic. I mean, I didn't even uh, get
2: on get to, but basically, you're exactly right. I mean, is the tickets and you know getting to go hang out with these distributors and have those friendships is that is that great and to do absolutely that's a great time. But really, if you want to help me as a supply chain manager, I need help with my day to day job. If you want to like hit a home run with me, right. it's help me help me look good. Yeah, up. help me look good for
0: my with my bosses <laughs> right. exactly. I need exactly. to look good for my bosses. I need oh, absolutely. To, I mean, I my mean absolutely. Yeah. Coming up. Yes.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's
0: wearing an Aggie shirt, by the way, so he's really not trying to look good, good for his boss. Right? Now. I knew, I knew Gene was going to be in here. So, yeah.
2: But no, I mean, it's, it's helped me with the day to day. You know, the help me. You know, help me do my job better. You know, make it easier for me. If you can do that for me, then you know, it's a you're you're hitting a grand slam. So, yeah. uh, you know, the other thing is too is you know, it's harder to go out and do those type of things. You know, for example, you know, I got four kids. You know, and all that. I got my own yeah. baseball games and soccer games to right. go to, you know, so I can't well, I can't take off and go do these things. So, like, you know, t- to hit a home run with me, it's going to be help me do my day-to-day job. And so I think that's where, you know, we're, we are evolving as well to where we're able to, to work to try to help uh, our customers with those type of analytics or any type of help they need. So. Yeah, exactly.
0: And to dovetail into a previous episode, I mean, that kind of relates to the whole balance of work life that the new generations are that's very important like you said you got four kids it's like i you know i i need some (laughs) i need some help i got a lot because i want to have that balance yeah
2: and also talking about the new generation you know another thing is is to talk about is uh you know people don't want to talk on the phone anymore yeah you know picking up picking up picking up the phone and talking to uh you know some of the people i've worked with they're just they reply by text right you know like you're you're right here we can talk in person no i'm just going to text you or i'm going to instant you know Exactly. Instead of getting up and walking ten feet around the corner to a different office, you know my coworkers, we would all just chat on the instant messenger. You know the work, you know the you company like instant messenger. My
1: kids at dinner, text each other at the dinner table. Exactly, yeah.
2: that's exactly right too. Yeah, so, I mean, so it, it is build, different. That's, that's yeah, probably a whole yeah. episode. How you Absolutely, build a
1: relationship uh,
0: when the when everybody relies on technology so much. Correct. Because I know I'm a heck of a lot smarter on an email than I am in person. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Because I get Aren't to use, you know, a thesaurus on, online and stuff like that, so I get to use big words. But That's no, right. I, this is—I think it's been a good discussion today. I think, uh, like we said, relationships—they uh, really, do mean something. JP, I appreciate you joining us, even though you, our very first, did wear your Aggie shirt. Wow, I am honored and grateful. Honored and grateful, wow. Well, we'll have you back, too. Thank you. I mean, Gene and I
2: both know, I mean, something, and Kayla knows, something oh, these boy, guys don't know, know, it's that some may boast. I mean, so some may some boast. Some may boast. Yeah, and some get it.
1: Some don't. Yep. Yeah. So I wish That's I, exactly right. Giga I can't believe, uh, what happened? What, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? <laughs> I'm like the only, only longhorn <laughs> in this company. <laughs> From I the it inside hard. looking out, you can't explain it. That's true. From the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. You just don't understand it, mm-hmm.
2: and I've seen him win, and I've seen him lose, but I've never seen him quit.
0: What? What? <laughs> Who are you talking about now?
2: Uh, that's the fighting Texas Aggies.
0: You never see him quit, huh?
2: Yeah, it's true. Never. Well,
0: maybe once
1: under Tom Wilson. I don't know.
0: I will say you guys are very, very good. Well, there a was a like uh, self promotion. Yeah.
2: Well, there 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 was also that seventy seven no zero
1: game no in, in Norman. No one's the Aggies and an Aggie. the Aggies. <laughs> <laughs> that's just very true.
0: All right. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for um, uh, joining us today. Um, to all our millions of listeners out there, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, <clears throat> I've asked Cody if we're at a million yet. He can't prove that we're not. So we are going to say we're a million listeners, give or take, you know, 900,000, wh- <laughs> 999,000. <000. laughs> But anyway, thank you for joining us today. Uh, We'll be back to you here shortly. Uh, And again, please keep
1: listening. What the frack?